Did your favorite NFL team win the Super Bowl? No? Then the NFL Draft is your Super Bowl. I'm Danny Heifetz, and from now until the draft, we are turning our fantasy football show feed into the Ringer NFL Draft Show. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we talk about the top players and most important storylines for the NFL Draft. So join us on the Ringer NFL Draft Show. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Cold open question of the week, Brian Waters. What's up, Dave? Where are you on a Saturday night wrestling show? Did you grow up? You were too young for WCW Saturday night, right? No, I got a lot of haircuts during that time. While watching <laughs> WCW Saturday Night. Shout out to my Uncle Troy. Do you think you're game for a weekly Saturday wrestling show? Uh, you know what? Because I'm in my late 30s better than 20s, I think so. Yeah, you're not, you're not painting the town on Saturday nights. Right. <laughs> well, I'm kind of in the same place. I find myself, I remember when SmackDown moved to Fridays, I'm like, no way. And as you get older, you're like, you know what? That's fine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's going to be the lesson of the week. Kaz is going to join us in just a few minutes, but we had to hit record because, man, this news is going... Fast and Furious. Uh, let's start the show. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Rose Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I have Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening, you're to, listening to, to You're listening to And you're listening, you're listening to You are listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. Uh right now, without Kaz, I'm here with producer Brian. How you doing, Brian? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. As far as Friday weekend wrestling goes, man, I've run the gamut. I've run the gamut. I remember there was a period too where, when, where for SmackDown, I was, I guess, in such a prime of going out that I was like, no, that's cool. I can watch it before I go out. Right? I was at, I was at that mm. phase of my life. And then, yeah. you know, uh, now it's just, if I can stay awake till the end of it, it's a miracle. <laughs> um, I watch so much wrestling on, well, DVR is not really a thing, but, you know, I watch it on delay that I, that, that uh, adding another show doesn't mean that, you know, isn't that big of a deal. But we should just mm -hmm. talk about the news. Yeah. Uh, it's not been officially announced, 
But it really looks now like we're about to get a new AEW Saturday night show called AEW Collision. And probably more importantly, the star is going to be CM Punk. Everybody kind of Andrew Zarian is reporting this. Meltzer is talking about it. Um, Sean Ross Sapp has got some stuff as always. This is it seems to be about as done a deal as these things go. Mm-hmm. Um, I will. I, I do want to reference the, the Meltzer's report from um, from where was this? I'm trying to I'm trying to get a date. Well, anyway, the last report from his that I read said uh, this is a paraphrase that was on Reddit from what Meltzer said on his Wrestling Observer newsletter. Um, Punk is largely expected to return. However, none of the backstage issues have been resolved, and it's a tenuous situation. So. The idea, which sounds incredible, after all this time to still be, to be bringing him back and to not have resolved anything is just a wild situation. But the idea, I guess, is that it's going. There's going to be a brand split. Andrew Zarian, I think, first announced the split, said it was going to be a soft split, and has since said it's going to be less soft than he realized. Mm-hmm. Um, and that CM Punk, we're going to have the CM Punk wrestling organization on Saturday nights, and presumably the Elite are going to be on Wednesdays. No word uh, specifically what this means for. Rampage or Ring of Honor in terms of talent, um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of it's it's I don't know it it's it's going to be an interesting world. Now the thing Zarian's last report also said, you know, it's all it's nothing's been announced, nothing's official, but Warner execs have been told that CM Punk is coming back. Mm-hmm. I believe all of this to be true. Um, no reason that this would be, I mean, it would be really ridiculous if this was just smoke, but the, the Warner executives thing did sort of, did sort of get me, get my gears moving because before I, I don't know if we've talked about this before, before punk came back to AEW, I know for a fact that Fox executives were told that Punk would be coming back to WWE. So the things you tell executives are not always the thing, you know, are not always reflective of reality. But um, the AEW leadership is different than WWE's leadership at the time. I'm not sure they'd be getting out over their skis like this uh, if that if that weren't, you know, a thing. Yeah. And this all kind of goes back to the big, you know, selling out Wembley Arena for with all in question that we've been talking about for a while. How excited are you? <laughs> For CM Punk, star of AEW's new Saturday Night Show, like if that if it's if all we know is Punk is the top guy on Collision every Saturday night, and the Elite are the you know top guys on Rampage. I mean, sorry, on Dynamite every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You can only watch one, Brian. What do you watch? Ooh. I think I still stick with Wednesdays. Doesn't mean really? I'm not excited for CM Punk. I'm not. I would have been I, like I was more excited when he returned on Rampage uh, mm-hmm. a few years ago, but now it's like kind of the novelty is worn off. But considering everything that's happened, it's like okay, you know, come on back. Let's see what you got. I'm more excited if this show is live though, because I, I want to. I think it is going to be. Yeah, live. I think that's that's the plan. Suddenly, we have a lot of live TV mm. coming. I mean, that that to me is a bigger s- potential stretch than just having adding more television. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you can record a wrestling show in a garage or whatever. I mean, I guess you could you could air a wrestling show live from a garage, but I guess it makes a certain amount of sense. They need more audience time for Ring of Honor for 
dark for elevation for like whatever they you know they have plenty of use for being in front of crowds Mm -hmm. i hate that i asked you that question because i don't have an answer (laughs) for it i mean here's the thing they have plenty of talent that would get me watching two separate big shows a week right it's not like i it's not i mean they have more talent than i frankly the wwe did during some of its brand split times there's going to be a lot of poo-pooing of the brand split, by the way, because it's it hasn't worked in wrestling history. But what that means is it hasn't worked in WWE. You know, I mean, and and we've got pretty solid evidence in the form of hearsay of why those brand splits never worked, which is that if ratings ever took a little dip or whatever, then it was then well, I guess networks and Vince would just sort of decide we need to get John Cena on both shows or whoever the star was at the time, right? right? Um, obviously Warner people may, may, you know, want to put their fingers on the scale at some point. If like, you know, CM Punk just doubles the ratings of Dynamo, you know, without, then the show without him. But I don't know. This seems like one of those cases where like the, the, the math is sort of done for you, mm-hmm. right? They're not going to, if they're, if, if we're really in a situation where Punk and the elite can't coexist, I mean, that's wild, right. but it's also, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to like just, you know, decide to not have half of your, you know, one of, you're not going to, you have to choose. You're not going to, I mean, you're choosing by splitting them up. Mm-hmm. I, I find it hard to imagine that a Warner exec's going to be like, I want to see Omega versus Punk <laughs> at all in. <laughs> or you guys are off the air. You know, I don't, I don't know. It's really going to come down to who builds out the rest of the roster. So it's a bad question. Apologies as the host, but <laughs> I think I would probably go Punk. Okay. Only because I'm more, I'm more interested like I kind of know what the elite show would look like, yeah. you know. I presume Moxley will be on the elite on, on Dynamite, but who knows? It looks like Jericho is going to be on Saturday, and they're going to start a Jericho Appreciation Society versus Punk and FTR Ooh. angle. That's what everybody's sort of winking at right now, or saying outright. Jericho, the, the you know the, the 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 industry's number one professional, and I don't mean that sarcastically, <laughs> is now saying you know is is of course willing to let bygones be bygones and and work with punk. I mean, I said last time that we talked that, that we're going to look back in a couple months and feel like everything from punk's big Instagram story to the present was part of the work. Mm-hmm. So now it's hard to kind of parse what is going to, you know, how much of this is part of the work. I think that once you get everybody back in back under the banner of AEW, it's going to be hard to, it's going to be inevitable that we have punk versus the elite at some point yeah. right and whether you got to wait a year for by you know to get people let people work out their bad feelings or if this is literally just part of the angle that's going to take us to that match at all in i don't know what do well, you think? I think too as much as they all love the business i would think they would do whatever it takes to get the match in the ring you know you, you sit back you think about mm-hmm. like i just watched the wwe rivals last night with piper and hogan and mm-hmm. you know even with Piper and Mr. T, we all know the, their issues, but Piper was the professional. Now, he didn't want to lay down for Hogan, per se, but still got it done. Macho Man and Hogan had so many issues. So I yeah. would think that Punk and the Elite could get stuff done if it means making a lot of money. Here's the thing with, with the professional. Mm-hmm. There were a lot, I mean, I'm not taking that away from Piper. Mm-hmm. A lot of true pros in this business. I mean, whatever. But, Professional can mean a lot of it can be interpreted a lot of different ways because it's almost part. It's there's kayfabe is so much a part. That's well, the, the, 
the, the, the, okay, first of all, the way that the stories that we tell about ourselves and the stories that we tell about other people are all part of this borderline kayfabe narrative, mm-hmm. right? It's impossible to get truth out of <laughs> wrestlers, especially former, I mean, especially retired wrestlers. But there's a sort of wrestling logic that we like talk around or kind of sneak, sneakily talk up on a lot of the time. Mostly, I don't mean it's like we're trying to be vague. I think it's really hard to define a lot, a lot of wrestling logic. We talked about this with with Cody losing at WrestleMania. Mm. Some on on mic, some off mic. But basic. But I uh, the thing I kept coming back to is, and this is all all extrapolation. This is all in my head. I don't have any sourcing for this. But we always say that it seems like the MO of the Triple H regime is basically booking regime. You know, creative is it doesn't make sense. Is it cool? Okay, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Right? It's sort it's sort of like the straightest line between A and B and and that usually really works out well for them. I think that the problem is it really leaves them open. It leaves one open to outside influence. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you can easily imagine how someone could just say, the, well, I don't know why. I mean, the, the, the thing that I kept thinking about with Roman is just like, it doesn't make sense, right? This isn't enough. But I could just imagine someone, you can imagine Heyman or whoever saying, but if you want to do the rematch, then that would mean Roman would have to be fighting from underneath. And how does that look for your like top heel to be the underdog mm. at a major show in Puerto Rico or in or in whatever, you know? Yeah. And and for a second, you're just like, oh yeah, okay, that's a good point, you know, whatever. But like, if that's all, so, but that's what I'm talking about when I, in in a general sense about wrestling logic. But more specific to what we're talking about, everybody has their own wrestling logic in the old in the old skull <laughs> right everybody can justify everything they've done and they will do by this sort of ambiguous code of pro wrestling yeah. so like i always joke that that people get on you know hogan and flair i mean hogan and um triple h for like refusing to do the job to so-and-so or whatever no one ever gets on Ric Flair about this, but go watch, like, go listen to Ric Flair talk for 20 minutes. Inevitably, he will, like, name two or three people he refused to do a job <laughs> That's for. That's true. Right? But he's got logic, right? He's got, but his his, his sounds, his sounds more, re- well, first of all, because he admits it, it's helpful. But also, it's like, he's like, well, you know, I mean, you know, I, I was, of course, I was willing to lose to Barry Wyndham, but it, should, it wasn't the right time for Lex Luger, you know, whatever the, whoever, the, you know, the name is at the time. And if you can always justify it to yourself, mm-hmm. right? For Piper, everything he did was justified. And then from Hogan's point of view, you hear him talk about it. Everything, you know, everything he did, everything Hogan did was justified. Everything Piper did was dumb. You know, like whatever. He wasn't, they were not. So you, everybody's, no no matter who you're listening to, what's good for business or what the business, you know, what what the rules of wrestling say are the thing that you want to happen. Right? And you always justify it. And then the other, it's just like, it's like the Montreal screw job. Brett and Vince were both 100% convinced that they were doing what was they were doing what wrestling history dictated was necessary for them to do, mm-hmm. right? And they just disagree. So all of this is to say that's what's going to make it tough, I think, for everybody to get back on the same page because they're not because this is a really high stakes important thing and they're and they're not you can always justify mm-hmm. it. Can you and then the question is can you get the match in the ring? That's where we started this whole yeah. thing. I mean, it's easier said than done. It's easy to say, yes, let's do it. Let's make some money. I mean, I guess it's easier to have the match. I mean, we looked at like Brett and Sean. Easier to have the match than to resolve the personal issue sometimes. I don't know. I don't know. It's so tough. But can you get over? I mean, the fact that they're, that if it's, if, it, if the reporting is true, that there's still not, there's no resolution to this. Mm-hmm. I mean, that says a lot. 
right? If your boss is like, we're we're getting the band back together. Who wants to be the bigger man and reach out? And then nobody's reached out. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's just like, it's like if we had, man, if Kaz and I got, Kaz is going to be here any minute. If Kaz and I got, we're punching each other. Oof. Had a big falling out, went our separate ways. Mm-hmm. Or better, let's do it. Let's do this. Rosenberg and I used to have used to do GP together. If if it had ended with a fist fight, and we just hadn't spoken to each other for years, and Simmons called me and said, "Listen, we're signing GP. We're we're bringing Rosenberg into the family, mm-hmm. whether you like it or not." I don't care how much I hated him. I would reach out and pretend I liked him for the context of like maybe for <laughs> for for whatever was required of that text message conversation, right? right. I'd be like, "Listen, dude." Let's make some money. Let's go have some fun. Uh, you know, and let's have a beer sometime and try to talk through this. But if not, we can be professional. Because mm-hmm. how, how has nobody done that yet? Maybe they have, but how is that not part of the report? Uh, that, that's the thing. I'm, I would like to think that, you know, you said kayfabe. And maybe in some strange way, or maybe I'm just being too optimistic that they've solved this behind closed doors and nobody knows because they want to keep this going, you know? Um, but in the event that they haven't, you're right. Why hasn't this happened yet? You would think enough time has passed by. Clearly, AEW still wants punk as far as like Tony Khan, why, you know, and the everybody wants the company to succeed. And so why not go ahead and solve this issue? You know it's going to be a lot of money on the table. You get this match in the ring. I think that regardless of whether or not we ever get the big match, and I think we will, Mm -hmm. I think that, and listen, there's a lot of, like like I said before, brand splits are notoriously difficult. Um, Is there enough bandwidth for another AEW show, another pro wrestling show in general? Um, Does CM Punk have enough career left to be you know, holding down a whole weekly show. I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot of other very important wrestlers involved, but, but honestly, I think that the biggest thing, and maybe this will end up being a net positive in the modern era, but I think the biggest thing is that like, we're sitting here asking all of these questions already. And when the show Mm -hmm. starts, are people going to be talking about what happens in the ring? Are they going to be be talking about the drama that we don't even know anything about. You know what I mean? Like, is it a problem that the bigger conversation, that people care more about what happened backstage than what has happened in the ring? Well, that's what happened that night, right? That was the night MJF returned. And it was Mm -hmm. a, for all, you know, it was a great return. Like, the way the presentation was, I thought it was incredible. But, literally, while you guys are on, at the time, Spotify Live, Punk is going mm-hmm. off. And then, mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden that became the conversation for the next two weeks to a month. And mm-hmm. suddenly we forget about MJF. So that's going to be the thing. Regardless, when that Saturday show, every all eyes are going to be on him the same way it was with Rampage because you're going to want to know what he has to say. Yeah. I mean, and before that happened, we were already talking about Punk's. Remember Punk cut that promo and the crowd wasn't feeling it and you could tell mm-hmm. that he was sort of like that would that led to the thing. I mean, and the reaction that, I mean, listen, Punk always wanted to be the top guy in WWE. You know, he got the title, but like, obviously they didn't hitch their wagon to him in the way that he would have wanted them to. In AEW, he's certainly the biggest star when he came back, but he kept getting hurt, taking time off, whatever. Mm-hmm. If he's the star of this Saturday show, I'm sure he's excited about it. But like, dude, what if the fans just like 
just rag on him? What if the fans, just to be fully intrusive and ironic, are just like, like we want Kenny every time Punk picks up the microphone? Yeah. And what's Punk going to do? Is he going to? Is he going to be cool with that? I think he'll go into a monster heel. Well, that's that would be ideal. Yeah. But but if he just decides like, oh, I you know nah. tweaked my knee, I'm gone for the next two mm-hmm. months. Like, and suddenly, who's the star of that show? You know, I mean, it's Jericho is the. I mean, there is there will be an answer, but Punk is clearly the justification for like the ex- or seems to be the justification for the existence of the show. So you take the four pillars, right? Do you take two of them mm-hmm. and put them over there after the big match? And and kind of build your like you said it's going to be a well we don't even part. we haven't even talked we haven't even talked about the fact that MJF is the champ and no one's been talking about which show he's going to be on and maybe he'll be on both yeah I mean I don't I don't know how that works but um, see and that's, that's what not I even think. part of the calculus right now yeah you remember with the original brand split in two thousand two it was supposed to be the champion would go to both shows and then one mm-hmm. pay per view month they defended on Raw. A raw competitor, the other they defend on SmackDown competitor. So I'm wondering, are they oh yeah, do the, the glory days. I know, right? Will they do the same things? Especially consider this is on the same network and network umbrella versus now you have essentially was it NBC Universal versus Fox? Mm-hmm. So that would be interesting. Mm. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Yeah, I I don't, I never liked that because it just seemed like it was just too much of a mechanism. I'd rather there be two belts. Or, I mean, but, uh, or dude feud, I mean, champ feuds with whoever he feuds mm, with, yeah. you yeah. know, I mean, it's, it is weird. It would be weird if you, I mean, MJF is an interesting one because he's not a household name, you know, but he's certainly one of their biggest stars. It it would be, it would be weird if it was Punk or even Jericho or Moxley or somebody who was like the champ and they were just like, no, I only work Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Well, that means that kills Saturday, right? And the thing with, mm-hmm. When 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 WWE did it, it was always there was also also always the tension in terms. It wasn't just the network; it was the night. Like you could SmackDown. There were periods where SmackDown would be like equal with Raw, and then would just disappear. It would be like such an unnecessary show if they didn't have the talent there. You know, yeah. like Raw is an institution, 
but SmackDown not so much. And I think we're, we'll see the same thing with Collision. If it's the, if it feels like the more important show, then it's going to be big. If for, if it starts to feel like Rampage, forget exactly. about it. Like it's going to be like if it starts to feel like a lesser show, it'll be Rampage real fast, or it'll be less. You know, I mean, it, people will just stop caring. Um, that would be the concern. Now, we've been talking about All In for weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, CM Punk at All In, CM Punk versus Chris Jericho at All In is a big deal, right? Yeah, we've seen it before. Yeah, but <laughs> we haven't seen it in Wembley Stadium. That's true. I mean, is there a bigger match that you would book besides the, besides the someone with the elite? Like, is there an, is there a punk match that you're dying to Brian see? Brian Danielson. All right, you know, yeah. just because while we've seen that match you're before, right. we've never seen it to a point where it's presented as the main attraction. Like, CM Punk mm-hmm. and Jericho was for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania, where CM Punk and Daniel Bryan was for the WWE Championship on a show that was headlined by John Laurinaitis and John Cena, but it was also a B-rated pay-per-view. Had that match been at WrestleMania, it would have been a, you know, a bigger deal. So is C- Cena, Johnny Ace was sort of like like the Hogan Andre of that show, <laughs> and then Danielson, Danielson Punk was the Steamboat Savage. The, the um, You're absolutely yeah. right. And frankly, I wouldn't even mess around with it. If I, I mean, I don't, I'm so, I believe, I, I agree with you so strongly. Mm-hmm. I would just have, I know that the Blackpool Combat Club is doing their own thing, man. Mm-hmm. I would just have Danielson come out and cut a who's better than me promo and have Punk come out and say, I am, and just oh, don't even God. just book it for all in. That's it. That's it. And, and you, you present this in front of, you know, 50, 60,000 plus people. You've got the ROH library. So you mm-hmm. can tell that story kind of similar the way WWE did, but put your own spin on it, and you're gonna make yeah. it more indie-fied anyway, man. And then Brian Danielson, the way he's right now, he's going back to being that like character he was when he was had the Planets Championship, that fickle this, fickle that. I think th- this makes a lot of money. Yeah, you know, I was just talking to somebody this week. The way we talked about the All In legacy, like. Everybody's talking, everybody, I mean, obviously everybody knows All In was like the show that, this indie show that led indirectly to the formation of AEW. Mm-hmm. They've been running these all out shows, but what they weren't running, they, they weren't, they, they, who, did Cody own the rights to All In? Is that why it took some negotiation or whatever Ooh, to finally have one? That's a good question. Um, For whatever reason, they hadn't run an All In show. And now it's like, oh, we finally got the name back. And that's like a big, whatever. It's a big deal. But I assume everybody already knows this. I assume people know a lot of stuff. I assume, I certainly assume people have been talking about this. But do you know why it matters that it's called All In? Mm-hmm. Do you know the significance of All In and the in for, for running Wembley Stadium? Well, All Independent, but why run Wembley? Huh? Because when pro wrestling became pro wrestling, mm-hmm. When pro wrestling became the full interactive staged matches experience and took and and took over in the U, I mean, it took over basically at the same time across, you know, in in, in the UK and the US. Okay. In the heyday of the the first heyday of pro wrestling in the UK, the name for pro wrestling was All In Wrestling. That was the name of the form. Oh wow! That's how they differentiated it from two guys putting 
rest holds on each other for two hours in a in in front of bored audiences. When they started integrating high flying stuff and the moves and programs and fixing finishes, well, they were already fixed finishes, but like working programs and having big finishes, the name of it was all in wrestling. In, in the U.S., it was called various things like slam bam, uh, slam bang, Western style wrestling, and all this kind of stuff, and eventually just became pro wrestling. But it, under this blanket term, but in the U.K pre-world of sport era like it was very specifically all in wrestling that's how that is the name of this martial art basically okay um and so that's the real significance of having all in there like there so this which, is a very uk thing what decade are we talking late 1930s mm-hmm. i was reading this article the other day totally separate from this um because there was a boxer versus wrestling match uh between yeah, Bombardier Billy Wells uh, this, comes out of retirement, the boxer, to to have a match against the wrestler Chick Knight, cocky Chick Cocky Knight. Uh, Chick Knight is an all time great name. Mm-hmm. One of the weird ironies of this match is that he was a heel, so they were built. He had been billed from be, billed as being from America, but he was actually he was actually a, a Brit. Um, but yeah, that is a it's a really sad match. You can go watch that. I think all on YouTube. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Well, we're talking about CM Punk all day. Oh, my favorite subject. New Saturday, <laughs> AEW Collision is apparently going to be a thing and CM Punk is going to be the star and there's going to be a brand split. So he and the and the elite never have to see each other. Wow, brand split. Have you ever have you ever have you had anything to do with a brand split? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I've I've dealt in brand splits. I mean, what's what could possibly go wrong? No. Um You know what? I'm not mad at it, you know what I mean? Like I think does this does this make AEW daily television now? Right, like is it like there's Dark Monday, what's mm-hmm. Tuesday, uh, Elevation Tuesday, Dynamite Wednesday, I guess Thursday's Ring of Honor, free. Th- Ring of Honor Thursday, right? Is that Thursday? Friday. I don't even know, man. Let's see the Thursday. It seems like AEW is on every single day of the week yeah. now, or, or is and that means be on and that means pay per views when they <laughs> sorry when they happen will I guess have to be on Sundays. You know, there's no Saturday option if you're if you have a show on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um okay. so with this announcement, can I can I go ahead and, and uh, uh change my over under on the on the sellout for <laughs> on mm-hmm. the sellout for Wembley Stadium? I'm 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 upping it to seventy five thousand. What's I'm your match? Get to seventy five thousand. So there've been a lot of rumors. <laughs> we were this is what we were just talking about before you showed up. A lot of rumors of Punk and Jericho feuding to sort of launch Punk's return. But is okay. and, but but Brian said you just got to You got to do Punk Danielson for for Wembley just because it's such a because that's like the biggest match you can do. 
And I will agree that in the sense the in the sense that even if Punk is the super duper star who will turn crowds out and sell a bunch of tickets, Danielson the difference in the amount of draw that Danielson has, but depending on who he's facing, will be pretty significant. I think. True. You know, if it's like the Blackpool Combat Club versus the, you know, Workhorsemen or whatever, like it's just not going to have the same draw as Danielson versus Punk would. You know, I mean, it's like. So I don't know what 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 would you do with Punk if you just got to you're just trying to get butts in seats. You want me to be a real asshole, Dave? <laughs> oh, that's why I you're think? on the show, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, give me Blackpool Combat Club mm-hmm. versus the Elite and CM Punk, blood and guts. Give me a blood and guts. Oh, Punk you joins have... the Elite. Punk. Saves the elite, not joins, but you know, something's happening. You know, Blackpool Combat Club's been beating the shit out of the elite for the past several weeks. You know what I mean? Like, and just when they think all hope is fucking lost, and every fucking friend in the world that Kenny Omega or the Young Bucks have had have have either been injured or cast away to another company, fucking cult of personality hits. This motherfucker comes to save them. Then you get the face-to-face with Brian Danielson. Then you get the face-to-face with Moxley. I got unfinished business with you, motherfucker. Wait, why is and then Punk you saving the elite? <laughs> I'm still missing because this it's, part. Because we're going we're to get super meta, okay? Like, we're going to say, okay, well, Punk just blows the curtain open. And he's like, you guys listen to me, all right? <laughs> I've been trying to get you guys... To, to you know, I'm, I'm really sorry about what happened that brawl out. You know what I mean? We've tried to do this many times or whatever, and we could fight one day. We can do this one day. But for now, for the sake of this company, this is the biggest show we will ever, we might ever have. This is our biggest fucking swing. Mm-hmm. And, and, they, and they just say it all out. They just say, like, listen, man, like, Fuck what we've been through before. This is the biggest match we could put on for AEW right now. Okay, this is my favorite. I don't even know. This is the craziest (laughs) conversation. My brain is going in so many directions. Yes, let's go. I get the work shoot aspect of this. I know that's what Punk's famous for. That's what AEW is getting famous for too. But if this is the match that's going to make us the most, if you're talking about the match that's going to make us the most money, isn't it? automatically Punk versus the Elite and doesn't acknowledging that Punk and FTR versus the Elite, whatever, doesn't acknowledging the fact that they're doing it for the money ruin the entire work shoot aspect of the whole thing? Like, they're willing that is to... That true. I don't... I'm just so, telling you what I, can't I would wrap my head do. I'm not telling you... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you what You're I would do because I'm an asshole. Like, I'm not... <laughs> I'm like, nah, put them in all, all in the fucking ring. And like, you what know... Would draw, what would draw bigger... Ra- I'm not talking about Wembley Stadium because I don't know. I'm not... But what would draw bigger ratings for an episode... For the debut episode of Saturday... An AEW collision or whatever they're going to call the Saturday show? Would it be... Punk versus, you know, some a wrestling match, Punk and FDR versus the Elite, or a an actual unscripted wrestler's court where Punk has to face the music for Brawl Out. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Yo, what would what would draw bigger? What what would draw more viewers? That would that would uh, a live wrestler's court mm-hmm. on the debut episode of Collision. Yeah, one zillion percent. I'm watching that over right? any match that he has. One because zillion the match, percent. Because like by if, the time you get Punk versus Omega or Elite versus Punk and Friends in the ring, 
we already know, yes, there was real life heat, like whatever, and we're all excited about the match, but we already know that the story that we care about is done, mm-hmm. right? They got yeah. the match in the ring. But here's the thing, though, right? Like the thing about the 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 whole CM Punk stuff is that, like, I don't necessarily tune in to see him wrestle. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a good wrestle. At one, at one point, he was probably one of my favorite wrestlers, but that's not the reason why I'm trying to see him. I want to see this motherfucker talk. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I want to see him get like, I want to just see him shoot the shit. Like, I want to see him crack open the curtain. I want to see him bring me in. Like, the reason why the MJF feud worked so well, I mean, the match was great, but it was the promos that really got me there. So, mm-hmm. like, nine times out of 10, I'm going to want to watch CM Punk talk more than wrestle at this point. And, yeah. you know, that's no shot at him. I just think he's one of the most compelling characters in wrestling history. Like, he just knows oh, how to get for people. sure. Fucking just for better or worse, he just knows how to. He's provocative and gets the fucking people going, you know. Like he mm-hmm. does it, you know what I mean. So I, I yeah, I'd rather watch that wrestler's court than, than, than an actual. There's match never been court. a lot like a wrestler's court unscripted recorded, has it? Like it's nothing floating on YouTube, is it? No, 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 no. Yeah. no. that's that's no, too right. Yeah, no. see, that would be oh, no. yeah, that's gonna blow the ratings off the place just for the simple fact it's never been done yeah. before. How much money would Tony Khan have to pay The Undertaker to come in to be the judge? <laughs> Million dollars? Well, I mean, he got a couple of wrestling court OGs back there already. Like, you True. got Mark Henry. You got, you got Paul yeah. White. Mm-hmm. You got, you know, you got some guys back there that know how to how to get the deal done. They got done, Nigel, you know too, right? I don't know. I'll, they got Nigel, got Nigel now. Yeah. now, too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, man, I don't know. That's, uh, <laughs> I would watch that a zillion times over, for sure. But that's, what's so, is just... that's what's so crazy about the whole situation. I was saying this to Brian earlier, is that like, no matter what happens, if they do do a brand split, I mean, we all think eventually they'll get in the ring, right? I mean, eventually you get that match in the ring, but like, let's just say for now, they really don't like each other and Tony Khan's like, fine, I just want, I want everybody on TV. We'll have two separate shows, two separate rosters, whatever we got to do. It's just weird because we're all excited to see Punk come back, but what we really care about every, is this is the, con- we will keep having this conversation about the, about imagining what their real real life relationships are like, you know. So, I'll be honest though, the, I I was kind of bullish on the brand split at first, but like now the more I think about it, I'm just like, there's so many titles. Like, are we gonna get like collision well, exclusive there's titles? Ti- there's or enough like, titles for two shows, that's for sure. I mean, th- what they do with the enough, world, there's enough titles for four shows. Fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> what the, what they do with the world title, you know, is 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 the, is the big question. We were talking about that, but we won't know until we know if they're gonna have a floating champion or two separate titles or whatever. Um, it would be great if Punk just got handed a title on the first episode and just was <laughs> a pure Triple H heel to start it off. I mean, that's that would kind of work for anybody, but. Um, it will be interesting to see what they. I mean, I'll say this about this is this is probably, and in some ways, this is AEW's crowning achievement because at a time where we would we we would otherwise be talking about the WWE draft, there the AEW the AEW draft or whatever the AEW brand split roster split has just totally swallowed that in the news cycle. Why? That's because good. Because That's the good. WWE draft is going to be is is going to be a work, <laughs> and, and the AEW one is going to be a shoot, babe. I mean, like, that's it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't yeah, care. I, I, like, I don't lie. care about where. Well, I was going to say Drew McIntyre, although we don't really know what his story is. It doesn't sound like he's not fired, or you know, we'll we'll see. We'll know more on that in coming days, I imagine. Yeah, but yeah. I don't. I don't care about what show Seth Rollins is on. one percent as much as I care about how they 
like watching the AEW brand split so that we figure out, so that we start to realize like, so we can read the tea leaves, right? When we talk about Seth Rollins, where Seth Rollins goes, you know what we care about? Well, that means, we know we're, we're that means Becky that will means be on Becky's the same show, there. right? Like that's, <laughs> right. but no, we don't really care deeply, but that's immediately where we go in our heads, right? We're just like yeah. following the, we're, you know, like looking at the next like piece of yarn on the bulletin board or whatever but like at AEW it's like dude if like Jungle Boy goes to the Saturday show we're all just gonna be like oh I didn't know he hated the elite <laughs> like we're all gonna be re- <laughs> it's, gonna, it's just so much built in drama yes yes and I, I gotta admit man like I think AEW benefits the most from a brand split right now like as as oh. much as I like to crack jokes just about like oh man I'm sure that's gonna go well like obviously yeah there's definitely gonna be people left on the cutting room floor but guess what there's people left on the cutting room floor now that don't get to enough TV time mm-hmm. at least now there's a whole other show that we can at least at least we can specifically determine what shows are important that's the other thing that's good about the brand split right mm-hmm. it immediately tells you what shows What's the A show, right? Like, if you were like wherever wherever Roman's at, that's the show. Wherever you, Hunter was at, that's yeah. the show. If you, know? you were if you were Tony Khan, would you yeah. try to create that a clear distinction between the two shows in terms of product? Like, you got to no, but in terms, you got like, to. Would you do? Would you say like, well, Dynamite is now. Well, it's not gonna. This is obviously very reductive, but but you could, where you know, it would never be like this. But you, but would you say, okay, dynamite is our flippy, is flippity doo and sat <laughs> and, and collision is just like, you know, ground based old school stuff. Like, would you do I something think- that? Would you do something even approaching that level of stark, or do you just have you just split the rosters in half, and then whatever whatever you have, you have. I would smack down six it right. Like I would, I would get my like four or five guys Mm -hmm. that I know are the money makers on Dynamite. I'd get like one or two main event dudes on Collision, Mm -hmm. and and the rest of the guys would just be nothing but just like guys I believe in for the next three or four years. Like those fucking just young, if they're flippy guys, if they're like the Daniel Garcia's of the world, if they're whatever, like you got to have a show where those type of guys are getting the opportunity to main event shows, main event TV nights every single night out. Because that's, that's what built Ed's. That's what Mm -hmm. built Jeff Hardy. That's what built CM Punk. Like that's what built all these guys. Like they all got an opportunity to kind of punch above their weight class because of the brand split. Well, so, I yeah, mean, but also because SmackDown was like the B show. I mean, it was, and you can't have neither. We're not going to have a B show in AEW. That's the problem. I, you do though. Like we don't call it a B show, but I think just by proxy of like how the, the chips fall. Well, like Rampage, like Rampage is a B show, but, I, but if, sure. but if CM Punk is the star of a new show on Saturday night, that's not the B show. As I was saying to Brian earlier, mm-hmm. the second that gets perceived as the B show, it becomes Rampage. Mm-hmm. Like it's got to be the A show. You know, it's got to be, it's got to be, bigger than dynamite just to stay even with dynamite in terms of perception. Right. right. I can see that. I can see that. But at the same time, it's like, well, you got, you got enough, pl- you got enough people on the roster to make it seem not like a B show. Like, oh, this you're is, right. This is Absolutely perfect, right. I mean, there's tons the of perfect, talent. That's kind of what happened with SmackDown at first, right? At first, obviously the Smack, SmackDown was the rock show for the longest, mm-hmm. right? And then like, and I think another thing with AEW, they have such an opportunity to just kind of like do some different shit. Like do some cool, like you can do, you can get away from the dark, the dark ass arena and like the tunnel, you know what I mean? Like they changed the, the, the different tunnels or whatever, like the heel face tunnel. I don't know if there was ever an officially a thing, but like, 
you know, not just from like what you see on TV, but like production wise, now you have a chance to really just try something new, try something fresh and make it feel like a different version of what you've been experiencing for the past three or four years that your company's been in existence. So, um, I think, I think they got a great opportunity here, man. Like, and, and I think a lot of the people on that roster have a great opportunity, but they gotta, you know, motherfucker, they gotta do some shit to make people pop. Like, yeah. bring Punk back, sign my guy Goldberg, <laughs> get a Drew McIntyre. Like, you gotta make some splashes what? now. Yeah. This is, this is your time of the year. This is when AEW really gets cracked. They should just lead do, up into, they already have Punk. They already have Punk. They already have Jericho, presumably gonna, I mean, everyone says Jericho is gonna be on the Saturday show to feud with him. They should just go get Goldberg and, Everybody, they should just make it if they want to have a distinct, want to have a distinctive show. Just let Saturday. Don't say it out loud. Uh, but let Saturday be the uh, what's the PGA vet like the where the old people play the Legends Tour? What like well, a Legends Tour? Not, that's not what they call something? the PGA. What do the they call senior? it? I have no idea. Seniors Tour. Yeah, senior? yeah. So so let no, so we're not going to call it that. <laughs> yeah, let's just have like let's have a Saturday just be the Legends Show. Just ever like there's a minimum age of 45 <laughs> to appear on <laughs> AEW Collision. It won't. Okay. It'll probably look more like a tradition, more like a you know traditional wrestling show than than doing the younger version of that. Because you know, but that would be so. That would be really freaking. I'm joking, but that would also be really interesting. There's something. There's something. Everybody who wrestled <laughs> on Saturday night at one point, right? Like, I'm not talking. It doesn't have to be all old men you know that, and women you know coming they, back on crutches and shit. <laughs> I just mean like, but you could you. But if that was the sort of if that was the demo. You know, like Drew McIntyre is like the whippersnapper on the show, mm-hmm. and everybody else is just sort of. It's they're just people who've had full careers. It's like a, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's like NWA, but yeah, a little. But older. those are the people that's going to be. You know, watching I wouldn't be too. mad at that. The people that's home on a Saturday night, yeah, you know, people who over thirty five. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I like it. I love it. Um, a legends title they got to make too. That'd be fun. That'd let's be fun. do it. I'm half joking too with you, but I think I'd be really interested if that like, would be the mo- that would be way more interesting to me than like a any than if you split it with some fo- like philosophical split. That would be the most interesting philosophical split. I'll tell you this: I'll be more interested in it like in the way that I love TNA clips now. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> like, like when I was like when like Booker T and like Sting and Kevin Nash and like Scott Steiner were all like TNA Impact doing incredible stuff. Like I wasn't really watching it. But like I'll see clips now. I'm like, oh mm-hmm. man, this shit was great. Like, why was nobody, why was nobody watching this more? Like, this is great TV. Like Booker T and Kevin Nash, like commentating their own beatdown, the main event mafia, like all this, like all these OGs that were just there in like this multiverse, this this alternate universe of wrestling. Like I would, it's I probably would have watched it in the moment, but like it would probably be on TikTok. Like, if, <laughs> like Steiner Math is a great one. Facts. All right, let's book it. We're gonna. It's it's not it's not AEW Collision anymore. We're just calling it AEW Forty Five Live, and that's <laughs> and we. <laughs> we're gonna call, instead of NXT, it's OXT, and it's just yeah <laughs> older. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if the N has. That whatever. would be great, anyway, and then people like. can like get promoted out of Dynamite at some point. It's just like this is my last. Like my my birthday is coming up. This is my last run right. at Dynamite. I got to move. Like oh man. Or like Sting gets a call. He's like, "Listen, man, by I the got way, a call from the big boss." By the way, I got one who, last shot at the big time. Who, who can look? <laughs> who can look away from like a TikTok video or like a Reddit video of like old dudes fighting? It's like the two old guys at the home, <laughs> like are swinging crutches or swinging walkers or whatever. Like that's. I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. There are three things that go viral on the wrestling Twitter all the time: flippy shit, mm-hmm. 
like a Bianca Belair spot or a cool entrance. And that motherfucker still wrestles. <laughs> like, <laughs> always. Like it doesn't, it, it's without fail. Like people will not watch wrestling for years. They'll see Chris Jericho randomly on the TV, be like, this motherfucker still wrestling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the Undertaker shows up, whoever. <laughs> That'll be AEW Saturday night all the time. And like it'll be a bunch of people we already are. Listen, they're not gonna do it, but if they put it on TV at least like one time, like if they did like a legend tonight, like they do on Raw. <laughs> Or SmackDown sometimes. Like, I'd watch the fuck out of that, man. I would. I'm sorry. I'm a sucker. Let's just make it old. Yeah, forget for it. Let's just, it's just, we'll call it 55 Live from now on. 55 Live is my new favorite show. And we will fantasy book this for the rest of our lives. All right, we got to get out of here. I got to go run some, do some pickups and drop offs and various other married man dad shit. Um, hey. CM Punk's back, Life. man. I can't believe it. It really looks like he's going to be back on Saturday nights. I know. And it all sort of came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. Well, we'll talk about that more. Look in my eyes, Dave. <laughs> what do you see? What do you see, Dave? The most shocking returns in wrestling have nothing to at this point. Or just <laughs> have nothing to do with pro wrestling. I mean, they do, but it's no. not in the ring. Like by the time Punk comes back, we'll all be stoked. But like, this is the moment. Holy shit, he's actually coming back, oh, man! And it, and it always goes downhill from there, right? Like it's like the return, and then it's like, all right, it's not gonna get. It's nah, it'll it'll peak. It'll get higher again, but like the peak is always the fucking return. That, Punk just goes full heel. I know he's wrestling Jericho and he's gonna want to work face, but how great Punk has so much material for just being mm-hmm. heel. When he was, he's got to be a heel. Remember when he, when he was with, with Heyman? How good that was. Remember he would just get bad haircuts just to piss the crowd <laughs> off back in the day. <laughs> just imagine Punk, cuts and imagine like Punk just chucks. walks out. Imagine Punk just walks out on the first episode of Collision or whatever it's called with like. Larry on a leash and and like <laughs> and like Johnny Ace is his manager like <laughs> like just like fanning him the whole oh, way to the ring. like there's man. so many things you could do just to like get the be, crowd they'll nuts. be making they'll be making a huge mistake if he doesn't come back as a heel mm-hmm. a huge well, there's no mistake. way because they're already talking about feuding with Jericho there's no way and punks nah, it'll change I don't know that the AW crowd they I mean, might we'll see they might put him in a position. Like, he'll get cheered in Chicago for sure, but I don't know. There's still a lot of people. But they go to every other month. Every other month. Salty. <laughs> oh my got God. to, man. They got part um, of the contract. <laughs> well, listen, for everybody listening, thank you guys for listening. We're going to be back on Friday this week, not the normal Thursday slot. We're going to be back on Friday. I got some important stuff to do on Thursday that I will hopefully be able to winkingly allude to the next time we talk. But thank you guys for listening. Kaz, you got any plugs you want to get in? Eh, say less with Kazo Kia Rosie. Catch me here on Count It on Points Bet USA doing all your NBA betting for the playoffs. And uh, catch me at the Garden all this week uh, doing content for the Knicks and Cavs. Playoffs, 1 0, baby. Let's go. Thank you guys for listening. You can find me here, Press Box, everywhere else, Book of Wrestling. Make sure you listen to all the great shows on the Ring of Wrestling show feed. Um, this one, Cheap Beat. And of course, Brian's other show, Wednesday Worldwide. Um, uh, this is always a lot of fun. Whenever we can have a whole episode and not talk about a single wrestling match, you know we're on one. Mm, that's my favorite. <laughs> we actually didn't talk about where the Blackpool Combat Club is going to end up in the brand split. So in a very important way, apologies to John Moxley. We'll see you back here on Friday, Humanoids. Peace. <laughs> 